Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 675. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, included postage and handling. I've got uh, music, I've got letters, and I have a strong message from the Lord right from the Bible. I don't make up these messages, folks. I pray um, and I ask the Lord to uh, open up the scriptures to me so that I can uh, dispense them in, uh, into you. And I mean into you. Uh, so right now, let's pray. Father, I pray that you will dispense your word through me into the world. Lord God, that souls may be saved and the body, your body, may be edified and strengthened. Uh, for the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray that souls will be saved and the church again is strengthened. In Jesus' name I pray and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. We have a uh, song here. It's by the Alamo Brothers Quartet. It's called, and this is really true. This is how I got saved, for the Lord told me that Jesus is coming back to earth again. Jesus is coming soon. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is that stay. Humbling your heart to God, chase from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will make their new, trumpets will sound. God's word is told, evil's about. When these signs come to pass, nearing the end at last, it will come very fast. Trumpets will sound. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their dear Trumpets will sound.
Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be reading today from the ninth chapter of the book of First Corinthians. And verse 1 says, Am I not an apostle? Uh, being an apostle, you must have seen Jesus. <laughs> There's so many people that call themselves apostles today, but they've never, ever seen Jesus. And I'm not boasting about that I have because uh, I, it isn't, isn't anything that I did that uh, that I know of that uh, caused him to appear before me, except he came to me in person right before my, uh, my eyes were wide open, and he um, came to rebuke me, to reprove me, to tell me I'm not reading the Bible enough. But he, Paul says here, am I not an apostle? Am I not free uh, to do the things that the Lord says that he can do, he's free to do? And I am uh, as well. Uh, have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Yes, Paul, and so have I. I before Almighty God, I swear this, uh, that I have seen him. May God strike me dead if I did not see Jesus with my eyes wide open. And uh, I wasn't afraid. I thought I would be if I ever saw him, but I wasn't at all. And um, so Paul goes on to say, have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Yes, he did. But I believe I even saw him more plain than he did because I actually saw him. I didn't see the bright light. I saw Jesus. Are not ye my work in the Lord? You people in this church, are you not to my work in the Lord? Uh, certainly, uh, if I be not an apostle unto others, it's for sure I am to you for the uh, seal of my apostleship. Are you? You're the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Because you're my, you're the ones that I have led to the Lord. And that's all these churches throughout the world. Uh, the hundreds of millions of the people that have heard my voice and have seen, read my literature, uh, and those that have been saved, you're my apostleship. Uh, you are the seal of my apostleship. Uh, because you're in the Lord, because of the preaching or the teaching that the Lord has given you through me. Verse 3, mine answer to them that do examine me is this. You know, Paul says, you people in the world, you don't even have the, the knowledge or you don't have the sense. You don't know anything and you're not to judge uh, Christians because we're the judges. We will judge you. We're the judges. Uh, you have no, uh, you know, you can examine us. My answer to them that do examine me, and I say the same thing, is this. Uh, verse 4. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Well, I have the power because I have this Holy Spirit to eat the word of God and to drink it. But you people that are trying to examine me, 
I'm eating the word of God and I'm drinking the blood of Jesus uh, by faith. And you are not. And so you're lost. You're, you're not saved. And you have no power to examine. You can examine me, but uh, uh, look at me. I, I eat the word of God and I drink it and I preach it. Verse 5, have we not power to lead about a sister? Don't we have the knowledge, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God's word to lead about a sister or a wife as well as other apostles? As you see all these pastors that are preaching the same word that God has given me. And they're using my literature. So these are other apostles. They may have seen the Lord. And as the brethren of the Lord. And Cephas. Now Paul's leading about these other apostles. And some of them were brothers of the Lord. One of them being James. uh, Who uh, also wrote an epistle. Verse 6. Or I, or I only, and Barnabas, have um, not we power to forbear working? Verse 7. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? A fool. Anybody that uh, creates a war is a fool. Uh, Because if the Lord hasn't told them uh, to uh, fight, then what are you fighting for? You're fighting to uh, champion your own cause or to impress somebody. I'm just, uh, because I happen to uh, be a Christian, I have to please the Lord. And woe be unto me if I preach not this gospel. I'm not doing it to please anybody but God. Uh, I'm not doing it because I wouldn't put up with the dirty, filthy lies that are being told about me for love nor money. You couldn't pay me enough money to uh, do the things or to take the flack that I get from preaching God's word. He took flack from it. Paul took flack from me, got his head chopped off for it. Peter was nailed upside down. I've been thrown in prison. I've been stoned. I've been shot at. I've been uh, uh, character assassination. Uh, My character maligned. uh, Every dirty, filthy lie told. uh, Railroaded by these government people uh, of uh, Satan. And they are of Satan. They're in Satan's government. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? When these people in this uh, church, it's not a cult, a church that is, uh, they call it the polygamous cult. When I saw they were under fire, I went to their, uh, I went to battle for them. I went to bat for them because uh, the people that were doing what they did to them, the people of the world, they're wrong, and they're right. The government does not own our children, and remember that. We own our children. Well, we can come and take them. Um, yeah, and God can kill you. Don't you know that God can kill you? 
he can pull the breath right out of your body. He did it to me to show me that he could do it. He brought it, my breath, I took it out of me and put it back in, back and forth. So who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? If you plant a vineyard, you sure should be able to eat the grapes. Amen? Amen. Or if you plant the word of God into people, then they become Christians, then you have the right to be supported by them because we're feeding you spiritual things and you are to support us carnally to give us food for our natural bodies to put us up to send finances in so that we can be on our way to preach the gospel. For woe is unto me if I preach not this gospel. So, um, who planteth a vineyard and you know, eats not of the fruit? Well, that would be uh, uh, thereof. Okay, that would be uh, labor in vain. Or who feedeth a flock? And eateth not of the milk of the flock. You have a right to do so. Amen? Amen. Verse 8. Say I these things as a man? Question mark. That's a question. Or um, saith not the law the same also? Yes, the Bible tells us the same thing. That we have the right to eat from whatever line of work we do, like if we are in the Lord. Now, uh, and that is, uh, should hit people's consciences because we're feeding you spiritual things. For it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Does God take care for oxen? Did he say this for uh, so that oxen, that you don't muzzle them, that you feed them? Verse 10, or does he say it altogether for our sakes? Question mark. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope that he's going to be able to make some money out of it to support himself, his wife, and children. And that he that thresheth in hope should be partakers of his hope. I mean, if you're out there uh, gathering in the harvest, you have a right to eat of the harvest. You, You should be paid for whatever you do whether it's in food, clothing, rent, uh, free, whatever. Verse 11, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If we've given you eternal life by preaching the gospel by the Holy Spirit, uh, should you not feed us and give us some some uh, money to live on in order that we can give ourselves completely to the gospel. 
into feeding you more of the Word of God to strengthen you so that you're able to stand on a one-day-at-a-time basis. If others be partakers of this uh, power over you, are not we rather? We have this power over you because you wouldn't even be alive spiritually if it wasn't for us, he's saying. No one else is doing that for you but me, Paul says. And no one else is doing this for you but me, Tony Alamo says. Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Uh, I'm not asking tithes and offerings from anybody. I just don't do that. The Bible tells you to do that. And uh, I don't want uh, you to think that I'm doing this for your money. Paul says, but we suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Some of you people think that uh, I might be a money grabber. No. I'm not in the ministry for money. I own a Beatles album uh, that's never been released before. This Beatles album could bring in millions of dollars, but I don't do that because I want to, God wants to see if you're going to do what he told you to do. He said, give tithes and offerings. If you don't, you're robbing me. And so I don't, uh, I don't preach that because I don't want to hinder the gospel. Of Christ. There's so many phonies, so that's all I preach about is money, money, money. And what we do, money comes in and we give money out to people. So that's, uh, yeah, it's a different thing. The true gospel is different. Verse 13. Do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple, of the church, and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. What does that mean, wait at the altar? We wait there uh, because you come to the altar to be saved. And we wait there with you. And we wake with you. And I tank, I tank, I thanks for the work, God. Father God, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the work, the work. Because we wait at the altar for you people to come into the church and to give your heart, soul, mind, and strength, all of it to the Lord. Because without all of it, it's no good. It, won't, uh, it doesn't do you any good. Verse 14. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. So the Lord is saying this, and it's all throughout the Bible, so it's up to you. I'm not going to beg you for money. The Lord shouldn't have to beg you. You're supposed to obey the word. Well, you might say, well, there's so many phony preachers, so we do this out after money. I'm not asking for money. If the Lord doesn't move on you to give finances to the house of the Lord... Well, then, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything. If you're of the spiritual realm, the spirit should be guiding you to do spiritual things. So we should live. Uh, we preach the gospel and we should live of the gospel, of the things that 
our tithes and offerings. Verse 15, and of course, we spend it for truckload. Another, uh, they called from the printing, our printing room uh, the other day, and they said they need another truckload of uh, paper to print. It's over $20,000 a load. And uh, I said, okay, okay, order it. Verse 15, but I have used none of these things. I've never asked you for money, Paul says. Neither have I written these things that it should be so done unto me. For if, um, for it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glorying void. I wouldn't beg you money for all the tea in China and all the money in the world. You let your money and you perish with your money because it doesn't, uh, God blesses me and uh, he will bless you also. I give and uh, God gives it back a hundredfold. And if you did the same thing, you'd receive it as well. Now, verse 16, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me. Woe means eternity in the lake of fire. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. So whether money comes in or money that doesn't come in, woe is unto me if I don't preach the gospel. We suffered for years because a lot of people in the church, and uh, uh, I really wasn't studying enough, but I really had had to study. The Lord really made me study. Verse 17, For if I do this thing willingly, without murmuring, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. I mean, we have a a dispensation of time that we're going to live. And the Lord uh, appeared to Paul and says, now go out there and you fighting me? No, I want you to exalt me. Now, you go out there and do that, or I'm going to send you to hell. Is this a guy that uh, was a friend of mine, a brother? Uh, his name was Horowitz. And uh, he got really upset at his pastor, uh, Kenny Feldman, who had a church uh, a mission down uh, in Santa Monica. And they used to ask Sue and myself to come there and preach. They asked Susie to preach the gospel. At that time, I was just a baby Christian. And uh, then they would have me sing and whatever, give my testimony. And he got uptight. He got really angry. And he says, I'm quitting the gospel field. So the Lord says, uh, showed him a vision at night when he was sleeping. He says, Jack, you came into the front door and you want to quit the gospel? He says, here, come over here at the back door. This is where you go if you quit. And he opened up the door and he looked down and it was like a mile or two miles down, very long distance. And there was like burning inferno down there. 
And Jack says, close the door. I don't want to go there. So he stayed in the gospel field. He was really upset because his wife left him because he was a miserable person. He treated, he didn't like children. And she had a child from another marriage. And so he uh, says, um, I don't like that stinking kid. Here she was uh, fixing Jewish food for him and everything. And um, he didn't appreciate it. And she made a little house for him. This bum was living underneath the bridge. Uh, the, uh, he was, uh, I mean, he's not a bum anymore. I mean, he became a good friend of mine. But he was a bum before he got saved. He was a wino. And he saw Jesus appear before him. Uh, he was in a mission uh, up in the room where they sleep. And the Lord, the whole place lit up and it was the Lord right in front of him. And so uh, he had a cigarette. And all of a sudden, when he said, looking at the Lord, he um, the, his hand would go over and burn his other hand. And he'd say, ooh, God. And he'd look at his other hand, and there was no burn mark. And then he, the Lord just kept doing that to him because he was so soused with wine that he needed to wake him up. And though he said, uh, the Lord told him that he has to, uh, get saved and so he got saved right there right in front of the Lord and he went into this mission where everybody knew him and they knew that he would save because he looked different uh, you can tell when a person doesn't have the spirit of the Lord in them and so the Lord gave him this wife and then he uh, had kept treating her bad and she cooked for him and everything he never had anything like that inside. she washed his clothes and iron and she really helped him out a lot. And then all of a sudden, uh, because she didn't, uh, he didn't like her child and everything. It was just horrible. She was living a horrible life. So she le just left him, just walk out. That's when he decided to quit the Lord. He says, now, you, she fixed uh, kosher food for you. And um, she fixed your place up real nice. And you didn't like her child, and the child was a sweet little kid. And now what you're going to do from now on, Jack, Jack Horowitz, you're going to live in Mexican houses where they eat pork and shrimp and lobster and every abomination under the sun. And sometimes you'll be living in the... Uh, Filipinos houses, they eat, uh, you know, dog, cats, everything, a lot of meat, all kinds of stuff, shrimp and seafood, stuff that is an abomination to a Jewish person. And he says, and all of them have, like these, some of these Mexicans have a dozen kids, and they're going to be screaming and slobbering and the smell of their diapers and everything else. And that's when he says, I quit. And the Lord told him, you quit, and down you go, right into hell. Well, he suffered that way for years, just living with uh, these different people after he saw hell. And uh, then Susie introduced me to him. And he was a heavyset kind of a guy. Not uh, ob totally uh, morbidly obese or anything, but he was heavy. And he used to come over to the house, and he says, oh, I just love coming over here because when I do, the Lord lets me eat some kosher food because I know you people are kosher because we're Jewish. And um, 
Then one day he came up to me uh, in this little shack where we were living behind uh, this uh, filling station on Coinga Boulevard. And he grabbed hold of me and hugged me and says, Brother Tony, the Lord told me I'm going to die. And before I do, he told me to tell you, uh, ask you if you would, uh, you know, pay for my funeral and uh, take care of me uh, after I die. I says, I vow to do that. I vow it, Jack. Says, for sure. That night I made a whole stack of French toast for him. He must have eaten a whole three quarters of a loaf of bread. And I was just wondering, we were running out of eggs and everything else. So at the funeral, uh, his pastor uh, preached uh, the funeral. But Susie preached the at the graveside. And we went over there. I paid for his casket. Uh, this uh, preacher of his was very tight with money, and he saw me peel off $5,000 cash for a bronze casket. And he, uh, we, I bought him a new suit and I, uh, everything for him. And uh, they had him down at uh, Potter's Field. They were going to bury him down there, and somebody notified me. And told me that uh, that's. I said, "Oh no, get him over to the best funeral uh, home in um, Santa Monica." So the his pastor was there, and he his eyes bugged out when he saw me showing out that five thousand dollars in the suit and tie and the dress shirt and everything. And Susie stood there at his cast and said, "Oh, Jack, you know, God, this is. I'm so." And, so we went to the graveside, Susie preached the gospel, and we were in one of the limousines sitting in the back, and when we turned left on the street to get out of the uh, graveyard, this beam of light uh, from the sun, it was a fog, kind of like a overcast day, and it came right into the back of the limousine and hit me on the back of my head. I, I could feel the warm feeling, and I saw the beam and I heard his voice said, thanks, Anthony. That's the way he talked. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit, and I lifted up my hands, and I says, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. So, uh, what? We have a dispensation of, time, of the time to live and to minister the gospel, to, uh, which is committed unto us. He says, committed unto me. That verse 18, what is my reward then? That was a reward. I didn't even expect any reward because he's dead. What is he going to, Jack going to do for me? But I vowed and I wanted to do it. I mean, he was a friend of mine. And so I did it. And here, this was the greatest reward to hear his voice again saying, thanks, Anthony. And that beam of uh, light and warm feeling uh, of the Lord. And the Lord was incorporated. It was actually the Lord uh, and letting his voice come through. What is my reward then? Oh, my God. Barely that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. I mean, if you uh, are living the gospel before people, that people, uh, they would make up things. So you see people on television lying about me. 
and the people in the press lying about me and everything. Uh, but what is there, some kind of reward for all this? Uh, so it doesn't matter what happens to me. I have no right. The Lord won't let me strike back or to send somebody over to their house to play, uh, rub their ears together or something like that. Uh, because he doesn't want me to, he does not want me to abuse my power in the gospel. Paul says that the gospel of Christ, uh, let's do this again. What is my reward then? Uh, verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. In other words, I don't want to do anything that even if I'm getting persecuted or lied about, I'm not going to get out of the spirit to do something wrong because then it would make the gospel of Christ, uh, uh, if, if I don't do that, if I don't get out of uh, the spirit, then the gospel will have been preached without charge. That I abuse not my power in the gospel. Verse 19, for though I be free from all men. Ah, you people out there that are devils, you're t when I look at you, you look like chaff to me. There's wheat and there's chaff. You're chaff. I don't pay any more attention to you than I would a pile of leaves being blown down the street uh, in the wind. Because you're nothing at all. So, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all. In other words, I'm preaching the gospel to all you government people that are listening to this program, um, and um, all you people that need to repent because you're phonies, that I might gain the more. See, I made myself servant unto all. I preached the gospel to everybody. Idol worshippers, that I might gain the more from God. Verse 20, and unto the Jews, I became as a Jew, because I am a Jew from the tribe of Benjamin, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. Uh, people are under the penalty of the law. And so I, you know, say I was a sinner, I did this too, and I become, uh, I tell people I was under the law at one time, but you can be free from the penalty of the law if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. To them that are without law, I mean the Gentiles, they don't know the law, they don't care anything, as without law. To them that are without law, even Christians, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ. Because they're the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's another law. And there's the law of sin and death. You have to decide which law you're going to follow. 
So he's a Christian to them that are without law. As without law, being not without law to God, they're saved. But under the law to Christ, the law of the spirit of life, that I might gain them that are without law. They're not under the condemnation of the law. And uh, they're doing a lot of foolish things. But I want to strengthen them. Verse 22. To the weak become I as weak. I, you know, I'm becoming all things that I might win some to the Lord. That I might gain the weak. I am made uh, all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Well, does he become a devil? Nobody says, I was a devil. I was possessed for the devil. I was killing Christians. And so look, if God can save me, he could save you. Verse 23, and he will, because I was the chief of sinners, he says. Verse 23, and this I do for the gospel's sake. I do this to win people to Christ, that I might be partaker thereof with you. I don't want you to be outside uh, of Christ or for Christ to not be in you. I want you to be saved so that we can have fellowship with each other and with the Lord. If I didn't do these things, then I wouldn't be of the Lord and I wouldn't be able to communicate with him. Because he doesn't communicate to people that don't do these things. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? Oh, they have these marathons for maybe thousands of people go out to run. But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things, everything. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Verse 26, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the Air. In other words, if you're going to fight a fight, you get in the ring with uh, somebody like Muhammad Ali or uh, the Klitschkos. You better know where they're at. Don't be beating the air because we have to fight intelligently the devil. All right. And so, uh, but I keep under my body. I discipline my body to be under the Holy Spirit. I discipline myself to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. Verse 27. I keep under my body and having it into subjection. It must, my body must be under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. Because if I'm out of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be lost. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway, cast into the pit of hell. 
Uh, do we have some letters? Yes. All right. Um, we're going to be doing chapter 10 next time. Let's hear the letters. Where's the first one from? From Ghana, Africa. Okay, let's hear what that's all about. Dear Pastor Lamo, I'm very happy to write you this letter. How are you, Pastor? I hope by the grace of the Almighty God you are fine. I read your newsletter, which my senior brother gave to me, and I have been blessed with your wonderful message that is inside the literature. I have received Christ as my Lord, Master, and Savior, but I don't know how to begin. Pastor Lamo, I would like to ask for a Bible because I believe it is the only book that can help me to grow in the glory and grace of God. Thank you for the time you spent in reading this letter, and it's my prayer that the Lord keeps you safe till I hear from you again. Also, I want you to pray for me. Thank you. Sincerely yours, Eric Samoa from Brong Afo, Ghana, Africa. All right. Uh, where else? Do we have another one? Yes, from Andhra Pradesh, India. Okay. Dear beloved brother Tony Alamo, greetings in the gracious name of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Recently we received your world newsletters entitled The Tree, The Looking Glass, That's What It's All About, Love and Affection, Difficult Mountain, Dry Bones, and Earthquake. We are very glad to receive your powerful soul-winning literature. You also sent me two world newsletters in the Telugu language, so at once we have reprinted 10,000 copies of each one and distributed them in four different areas. Many people rejoiced to read your papers and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. Many thanks to you. Well, for the Lord Jesus Christ is the Word of God. That's all you have to do is believe the Word of God and thou shalt be saved. And in the Word of God, it tells you to not only read it and know what it says, but you have to do what it says. All that Jesus began to say and do is the way the book of Acts starts. Amen? Amen. All right. And so all that we begin to say and do, we have to live an upright life before people in this world in order for them to believe that we are of Christ. All right, go ahead. Many thanks to you for giving me permission to have your ministry's name. We have written Tony Alamo Christian Ministries on our sideboard. We are all praying for you and your family. Please remember us in your daily prayers. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. May God bless all your efforts. Your brother, a servant of God, Pastor S. Rayo from Andhra Pradesh, India. Praise the Lord, brother. Now, one of the things that we need more than anything in this world is we need God to fight for us because the whole world has been deceived and they have declared war against God. They've declared war on God, and when they declare war on God, that means they have declared war on us, those of us that are really born again of the Spirit, were born again. Uh, but the body of Christ. So if we keep all the commandments, the Lord promises that he will fight for us, that he will, um, that he will protect us from all harm. Not even one hair of your head uh, will be harmed. But uh, how few people believe that? If you believe it, then you will do what the Bible says. Now, um, and the Lord shall make you 
plenteous in goods. In other words, you'll have more than you need. We have several warehouses packed out with stuff. I don't have any idea what's in there. Um, everything from furniture to clothing, everything under the sun. He makes us plenteous in goods. Uh, he also uh, it makes us plenteous in the fruit of our bodies. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? We don't want any kids. We want to, the world is saying, we want to abort them. We want to murder them. Oh, but the Lord doesn't want that. He says he wants you to have plenty of children. Uh, you're believing the doctrine of this world. And uh, he wants you to have a lot of cattle or whatever your business is nowadays. A lot of people don't have cattle. And in the fruit of thy cattle. In other words, if you have cattle or chickens or whatever, they will have uh, lots of other uh, cows, steer, uh, bulls, and so on. And in the fruit of thy ground, in other words, you're planting something, it's going to come up uh, plenteously. In the land which the Lord uh, swear unto thy fathers to give thee. They didn't pay one penny. They didn't go into escrow or anything. The Lord just gave all that to them. Verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his uh, season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. How many people uh, do work and they accomplish nothing? They go home, there's not enough money to pay the rent, to pay the payments on the house, to put gas in the car, and it's getting worse, and the Lord is allowing it to happen. He wants you to accept him, get into the uh, the body of Christ, so that he can bless you. Well, we're not going to do it. Well, then you're not going to be blessed. And with these plagues, you're not going to live. And thou shalt lend unto many. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Okay. And the Lord shall make the 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 uh, head and not the tail now you say these people are going to be president they're going to be the head no they're the tail because they're taking orders from the antichrist cult in rome the antichrist government and the media and they wouldn't even be around if they didn't do that so they're He's going to make me the head and all those that are Christians the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. You'll always be above and thou shalt not be beneath. You won't be a gutter rat or a gutter snipe. Well, what are you saying about, look, serve the Lord. Don't be angry at God. He's trying to chasten those that he loves. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, thy God, 
which I command thee this day, Moses is saying, to observe and to do them. Verse 14, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee, any of them, this day, to the right hand, it's a straight and narrow path, you don't go to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe, to do all his commandments and all, that's A-L-L, folks, and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Okay, and I'll get into those on another broadcast, but right now I want to do a little bit here. All right, go into the curses. That's better, the Lord says. Let's go. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Why? Just because I'm not doing everything you say, God? Yes, sir, that's right. Verse 17, Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Going out of business lately? Going down the tubes, losing your house? Can't afford enough money? You can't afford to buy gas for your car? This is curses, folks. Verse 18, Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. Your kids got any diseases or anything like that? Were they born uh, a certain way? This is the Lord chasing you. And the fruit of thy... Some, some of these people, there, the doctor says, your child is going to be a mongoloid. So they say, starve him to death. I, I, I don't want a mongoloid child. It's too embarrassing. Well, the child is a mongoloid because of you. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thine land. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. They'll all be cursed. They'll have a <laughs> very unhealthy looking skin and hair. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in. And cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing. Uh, vexation and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed. You ever seen any people on TV lately being destroyed? Muslims, Buddhists, people that are not receiving the gospel. Our whole town is destroyed. I don't know what to do. You're cursed. You know why? Because you think that you're going to do something on your own, you're not going to do anything. And until thou perish quickly. Wow, did you ever see anybody on TV uh, in these different foreign lands here perish quickly? Oh, yes. Because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me, saith the Lord. Well, my time uh, has expired today on this uh, program. 
So we'll be doing uh, the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians next. But right now it's time to pray. So uh, this is program number 675. Uh, say to the Lord, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that the Word of God is the Son of the living God, and that it became flesh and came into this world as a man. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins, and I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. You will not turn me away, Father God. You will not turn me away, Holy Spirit. You will save my soul because your word says that all that call upon you shall be saved. Therefore, I am calling on you. I know you're hearing me, and I know you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, praise and thank the Lord. Now, just raise your hands up and praise him and thank him, and have daily devotionals with him in the morning and afternoon, and even take time out to fellowship with the Lord. And Sharon, tell everyone in our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 675. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of instruction on how to enter into the straight and narrow way to heaven. But we do it one day at a time because we shouldn't fuss about anything. We don't know if we're going to live another minute. And so don't think of it as a big thing, a heavy yoke, because the yoke of the Lord is easy and it's light. He's dependable. And here I am to sing for you a Gary Paxton song. He wrote it and directed it. My Dependable Friend. Before I met Heading for
my dependable 